Uh-oh. Live from Cool Boys Central. Who's the boss down there? I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. <gasps> so cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. I still, I'm still upset that nobody gives a shit about Apophysis. I don't think that's real. It is real. That's the problem. Nobody fucking... Everyone likes to believe in conspiracy theories so much that when this real thing happened, everyone just immediately thinks, oh, well, that's so fantastical. That's a conspiracy theory. There's a reason Russia and China both have operations already in go, already planning for it, because when it enters the atmosphere, it'll enter over Siberia. And, and, and it'll start to burn the sky. Also, it'll start to break apart, causing a, a fucking, like a, a hellstorm sh- shower across Russia and China, all the way over the uh, Pacific, all the way until it hits land, which will be when it burns up the, the ocean around 600 kilometers off of Santa Monica. Neil deGrasse Tyson believes in this. This isn't like a, this isn't a theory. This is a legit thing. Apophysis. Apophysis, we know how big Apophysis is. Oh, we do. So it's not how big Apophysis would be, it's how big is it. It's about 300 meters across, and if you, if you sort of measure that out with a, a corresponding sizes of structures, it's about the size of the fully open Rose Bowl in, wow. in Pasadena. So the field plus all the seats, that would plunk nicely into that like an egg sits in an egg cup. Yeah. So uh, that would, uh, if that hits, it would, uh, the most likely place it would hit would be the Pacific Ocean, and it would raise a 50 foot tsunami that would wipe clean the West Coast of North America. Have a nice day. Yes, okay. <laughs> but no one has to die because we, we would predict when this happens. We would know it. This is the good thing about the laws of physics. It'll fly through the keyhole. And if it flies through the keyhole, it means it's hitting Earth in 2036. If it misses the keyhole, it does not hit Earth in 2036. Apophis. That's Apophis. Apophis, excuse me. But still, it's not like I mispronounced it so much that you're like, oh, there's so many asteroids. I totally thought you were talking about a different thing. No, you I've never heard of it. Existed. No, because I, I, was, I was getting nothing when I clicked on it. Uh, so, yeah. Apophis. They figured this out in 2004, and it's been something that we've known about since 2004. And people like to think it's a conspiracy theory. Unfortunately, it's an absolute reality. This is like a legit Armageddon thing. You, you oil, oil drillers. You oil drillers. That's all you got to get. One month's training. All right. Well, whatever. 2036 is a long time from now. I'll probably be dead. Yeah. Who knows? We could have heart attacks and shit and die. Working on it. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, though. It's absolutely crazy. So the believed impact is 600 kilometers off the coast of Santa Monica. Oh, really? Um, it is possible that it could impact all the way up to Africa uh, and pass over uh, Central, uh, uh, Central America um, like the Yucatan, like uh, peninsula, it'll pass over that. Um, if it doesn't uh, hit the uh, ocean right out Santa Monica, here's where the belief is though. This is what's crazy. This is what Neil deGrasse Tyson describes it. So when the impact ha- happens, it'll create this giant, you know, fucking like ripple effect. And just like if you watch a droplet in slow motion, right? A droplet goes in and then it comes back out. There's like a, that droplet that just touches and then it comes back down again. Every- well, what's going to happen with this giant wave is it's going to come back to the impact point in the middle of the ocean where it'll go up into the atmosphere, boiling hot still, right? And then come right back down. And this second wave, as Neil deGrasse Tyson calls it, is going to be like sandpaper. 
It is going to be filled with debris from that first wave, and it is going to literally just wipe shit clean. There will be nothing to speak of. There, and it'll change landscapes. It'll also, here's the thing he said, it'll wipe out massive species of animals. will just be gone, like blue whales and shit like that. All of this should be, be in the gone. Deadpool 2 spoiler cast, by the way. Okay, great. And then, uh, this is the open. And then... Um, <laughs> And, and Neil deGrasse Tyson said, but here's the great thing. It's not an Earth killer, and it's not going to like wipe out the existence of humanity or all life on Earth. We'll know about it in such well in advance, seven years in advance, that we'll have the ability to push and move all the people who need to and want to survive into safe locations across North America. Yeah, that's, and that's if in 2029. Nine, if it goes to the gravitational keyhole. Right. We determine it that to it's going to hit. Right now, the right. expectation is 6.7 in a million. That that'll be come true in 2029. But dude, I mean, people won the lottery for fucking worse chances than that. That's not. Yeah, but there's not millions of people playing the lottery of being an asteroid. There's only one asteroid. I'm just telling you, the, the extinction level events. This is which this isn't happens so often on this planet and in, and in and throughout the galaxies that this is kind of fucking. Who knows? You know what I mean? Maybe this is one of those like take it down a notch. You know, take that's it. we're gonna we're gonna have the almighty universe just take you down a notch. Okay, on this this one. is this okay. So just to clarify, this is uh something that in, in 2029 we currently estimate there's a 6.7 in a million chance. Of, oh, Don Quixote mission, by the way. That's the European Space Agency's operation for um this thing. China and uh Russia do have their own. So in 2029, six, uh, if, if the 6.7 in a million hits, we'll then have seven years to prepare for a relatively small impact that isn't that much bigger than things that we've done with nuclear explosions. No, it'll be large. And we'll evacuate everybody and, and quarantine the thing. Ow! Greetings, cool boy nation. And welcome to a special installment of the Cool Boys podcast. I'm Felk. I'm Ballard. Uh, so cool. This episode, we'll be discussing the Foxman universe and all the fabulous boaters it has given us. Ooh. So we will forgo our cool boy updates and get right into Deadpool 2. It's time for spoilers. So juicy. All right, well, before we get into... Deadpool 2 Felk, let's just take it down a notch and let's get into Deadpool 1. <laughs> All right. Let's do our cool boy rating of Deadpool 1 so we can set a baseline, a standard that we can all be calibrated to. So I'll go first, Felk. Okay. I gave the first Deadpool a solid four out of five. Boys. I also give it four out of five. Um, I it's not a five out of five. No, it is really fucking good, though. Um, I don't know what could make it a five out of five. I just think it was destined to be a solid four out of five. I don't. Uh, yeah, boy, I, I don't think movie. it could be better than it was uh, without uh, changing the tone, because you you can't ever be that invested in a movie that is that self-aware. You know, you're yeah. watching a movie the entire time. And it's a really simple plot, like almost like a Fury Road-esque plot, like a 90s, 80s action movie plot where it's just, it's it's very much on the rails. Yeah. I, I mean, um, and and maybe that's why it's a four out of fiver, because I, I don't know if, if there are very many 
uh, rail-based plot lines that I can think of that are five stars, other than the obvious I just mentioned, Fury Road. Yeah. Um, Fury Road is for sure a five out of five, and it's fucking on rails, and it is just going down the track. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I love Deadpool a lot. I have watched it multiple times. Um, I find it endearing. I've only watched it once, and I can't really imagine it would be that exciting to revisit just because I know, like, once you know the jokes and you know the story, there's not, like, a deeper level to it, right? Yeah, you know, it, there isn't, but it's really fun, and the jokes still work, and I, it's because they went for it, and it's R-rated, and uh, I think that's why it works. I feel like if it was PG-13, if it was a little bit more toned down, uh, middle-of-the-road Deadpool, I do feel that it would you couldn't go back to it on a regular basis. And, but I do, I have gone back to it a few times, especially when I was on the road, um, watch it on planes or, or watch it in hotel rooms. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Hmm. And it's violent and it's, and it's, and it's got, it has that, you know, that energy behind the camera as an audience you feel. And, and you can tell that everybody was, was having a good time on that set. Uh, that the, the chemistry, the creative chemistry was flowing and um, you can you can really sense that as an audience member, at least I can. And um, I, I and then you can sense also when the other is happening, not to mention it. But I, unfortunately, I will. Um, when you when you watch things like Justice League or things like Thor, the Dark World or Iron Man 2, um, where you can really tell that people weren't really gelling on set and and the film suffer in the end for them. I mean, there's a lot of other movies like that as well, of course. Oh, you, but, you don't think uh, you don't think Mickey Rourke uh, was gelling with the rest of the tone and cast of Iron Man 2, where, where he insisted that he needed to have a bird. His character had to have a goddamn bird. I want my bird. A bird. You want a bird? I want my bird. I can get you a bird. I can get you 10 birds. I want my bird. That comes out of fucking nowhere. They could have totally. CGI that bird out of there. That was them like wanting I, the problem with Marvel to some extent. And this is Marvel MCU um, is that especially early on is that they yeah, was barely they MCU. always want to shoot like an auteurs film. They want to give like a director the reins, the movie, and then they rein that director in big time with the edit process. And I think that's what happens when you, you let people like, yeah, we're going to let Mickey Rourke like the Mickey Rourke like he's going to. He's going to fill the scene with his like, you know, his, his incredible performance to just chewing on everything, you know, and just the back and forths and the, you know, it'll be electric. And, 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 and then you get in the edit and you're like, yeah, we kind of want this to be a fun summer blockbuster. Um, all of this grandstanding that Mickey Rourke is doing isn't really going to play. So can we cut that down? And that, and then you kind of see that with the villains, uh, the actors who play the villains later on when you see people like Mickey Rourke or Christopher Eccleston who are like, I will never work with Marvel again. Eccleston <laughs> like, said that because he, he does he does so little in that movie. I mean, it's it, there's oh, he he hates it. He says it's his, I think he said it's flat out. It's his worst film he's ever worked on ever. Yeah, because he, he can really bring a, a villain. We know that from 28 Days Later that like we know that from G.I. Joe. <laughs> <Lies of Cobra. laughs> I mean, he he has more character in G.I. Joe by far than than it, it, it like he's at least somewhat memorable because he's hamming it up. He knows that he's doing like a yeah, fell, 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 pop quiz, asshole. What's his name in G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra? He plays Destro, doesn't he play Destro? You're correct. Now, he also plays a very important villain from the comics. But what's his name in Thor the Dark World? 
Malachi the fucking dark elf. Malekith. Very Mal- close. Malekith. Yes. Okay. Malekith. But there's yeah. that that almost hit my point home for me because you didn't even know his real name technically. Like you're no, very no, close. No, I know. And I just rewatched it because I wanted to see like because I mean uh Ragnarok is so good and Thoris is so fucking likable. Hibsworth is so fucking likable. He is a blank fucking slate in Dark World. There is nothing yeah, to his yeah. character. Well, that's because Alan Taylor was trying to, once again, they hired a director to do something. Alan Taylor was trying to make a Game of Thrones episode. And then Marvel was like, yeah, see, we want this to be like a funny, cool, fun summer blockbuster. Sorry, Alan. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'm just saying like nothing. There is nothing in Thor 2 that's interesting. Even Loki can't fucking save that movie. Um, Well, Felk, fortunately, Deadpool 2 is interesting and didn't, you know, fuck up like Thor 2 did. I briefly thought we were going to be talking about Thor 2 for the entire... Yeah, we're not. we got to switch this. <laughs> so, Felk, what is your cool boy rating of Deadpool 2? Three and a half stars, boys. Three and a half boys. Three and I, half boys. Um, I give it three and a half boys as well, and it's a very simple answer why it's just 0.5 less. Um, it's a lot of all the same. Yeah. Um, it meets all hype requirements. It was honestly... Just not as funny as the first one. And because of that, some of the stuff that wasn't as funny, the reason it wasn't as funny, it felt a little derivative. Isn't that a little derivative? You're absolutely right. Now, let's go get our fuck on. So one of the good things about Deadpool 2 is other than they clearly just immediately set this up, this thing where it's like, see, we're doing another flashback narration conversation, um, was uh, the Bond open. I loved the Bond open. I, I got it. This time they use the, the credits to be a joke about what had just happened. Yes, yes. Insta- it was di- instead of directed by some asshole, it was... Oh, no, that that was kind of the same still, but it was like... Um, it was directed by... Because they were making a joke about how the whoever's making this movie must be mean because they just killed Vanessa. But the, it did say directed by the guy who killed John Wick's dog. And it's yeah. from the director of, or co-director of John Wick, so... Yeah, that's great. That reminds me of like oh, like hot shots kind of stuff. Like like when they would put like comedy into their credits or their titles sequences. Uh, I love in the original hot shots where there's like a whole recipe for fudge brownies that shows up at one point. It's like just during the middle of like art direction. Yeah, and then they just I remember like that. all of a sudden there's like a fucking brownie it's recipe. It's for muffins, I think. It's it's a legit recipe. <laughs> And yeah, it's a legit recipe. Um, I like that kind of stuff when people like they know what movie they are and they're having fun. And and I, I like Deadpool because of that. And I like Deadpool too, definitely as well because of that. So Deadpool being the breaker of the fourth wall. He talks at you. He talks at us about, you know, why he was wanting to commit suicide. Um, and there's a director's cut, apparently, that's going to be coming out at some point, most likely just Blu-ray. And there's there's more suicide. The official uh, quote about it actually says the DVD. And I'm like. What year does this Fox person think the movie comes out? Yeah. 2002. Yeah. Um, Digital video disc. But did you think there was any issues with killing Vanessa? Uh, I, well, no, um, I, I did not expect it. Um, so the, the term used when you kill off a female character in order to only give with the only reason being to give a male character a purpose or plot, you know, line is called fridging referencing some old movie or TV show where a woman was female character was literally put in the fridge. Uh, and 
I was surprised that they did that. People, some some people are saying that it's fridging, um, and that that's bad. You shouldn't kill off a character just to motivate the male hero. Other people are saying it is a direct reference to that trope and and it, like a commentary on it, and that's brave. I don't know which it is. Uh, I didn't mind it as a, as a plot line. Um, I actually kind of I, I think uh, um, what's her name? Chick from uh, Homeland. She's a Marina Baccarin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, in, in Firefly, Marina Baccarin, Baccarin, whatever. Uh, she's hot and uh, she's likable, so I would have liked to have seen more of her. But they killed. Well, her originally off. they were going to have her uh, break up with Deadpool, and then the writers thought like, oh, it'd be probably better. I guess someone was fishing the idea that like, would it be better if she um, was killed because Deadpool does better when he suffers as a character. Yeah. So I, that, I, I, I think it's fine. It made the movie uh, set up the tone immediately. This was a darker movie, which works with uh, the cable plot line. Who or what are you? A time traveler like you. Yeah, it's something that Deadpool and Cable can share, right? They both lost. They both loved and lost. Um, and the, the writers do go on to mention, like uh, also in an interview, that they realized that this could be seen as a sexist thing and whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was not their intention to make it some kind of... A, Commentary a, on it? A commentary on women's roles in films. That's why they gave someone like Domino uh, a very sizable role, a big role. I mean, she was great. I thought she stood out big time. Um, and then on top of that, you also had um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Negasonic Teenage? What the shit? That's the coolest name ever. And she's actually like a lesbian. Yeah, that was that also felt like a, a kind of a commentary on it where they were so overt about it. Yeah, which was funny. I thought it was funny. It, it is funny. They didn't go quite. They could have gone a little farther in, in, in making. Well, they changed the away. joke, right? They didn't make the joke about anything LGBT. They made the joke about how a Japanese joke. Right. So it was always like, hi, Yukio. Hi, hi, wait. Yeah. Like it was it was it became a Japanese cultural <laughs> reference more than it really became an LGBT <laughs> reference. I guess. No, that's how they worked around was it. That, was that, that, that wasn't Jubilee, right? No, that was Yukio. That's the uh, ca uh, the character from the Wolverine. Huh. You know, like Claire, uh, Chris Claremont's Wolverine? Yeah. Like storyline? Yeah, that, and she's kind of in the, the Wolverine movie. They just, because it's Fox men, right? It's the Fox X-Men. They don't give a fuck about continuity. They're like, whatever. No. Yeah, she's younger and... Uh, it's now-ish, a couple years later. Because what the Wolverine was 2013, and this is tw five years later, so yeah. Oh, there is no, don't, yeah, don't even, there's no fucking continuity at all in the X-Men movies. And Logan, no. it, Logan weird, weirdly is the one that really just said fuck it. Like, that, that makes no sense. Oh, for sure. That's a self-contained story, basically, except it's got casting continuity, so fuck it. I liked how uh, with the X-Men, uh, whenever we went to X-Mansion, um... You, you know, we, you, there was always the reference in the first movie, like, how come I only see you, you two whenever I come here? And this time it was you three. And then there's that one shot where it's like all the X-Men from 1990s. I, I, what? I was like, wait, these are the characters from the 90s version. Like this is in X-Men Dark Phoenix. It's the 90s or that's the 80s version. If you count from the apocalypse movie, yeah, they, like, they age really, really, really. What well. is going on with the aging of X-Men? <laughs> it's so fucking weird. It does not make any goddamn sense. It was clearly like they were filming Dark Phoenix and they're just like, can we just get a plate real quick? If you guys just closing the door and then we'll just, you know, we'll put Reynolds in there later. Yeah, you probably. Know, and then we'll. And we'll cut it all together with another mansion sequence later and, and just color time it to be the same. 
You know, but like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck. And then he mentions Patrick Stewart when he's talking about Cerebro, yeah. when, he's, when he's playing with Cerebro. I loved when he was dressed all nice, just playing with Cerebro sitting on the couch and he just knew everything fucking Colossus was about to say. I was, I was laughing my ass off. Well, he, he didn't know everything Colossus was about to say. He was just, he was, he was, he, he was saying, he was saying the sentences of obvious sentences yeah. before Colossus said them. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I love his duel, his duo with Colossus. Like I like, I like the way that that's like a buddy pairing that's been going on throughout both uh, Deadpool films. And it's like the best Colossus. He's way better than what's his face. Peter Stormare, not Peter Stormare. It's fucking, uh, it's Russian the, it, yeah, definitely it's not whatever, Peter Stormare. It's definitely not Peter Stormare, but you know, like it's like, it's way He's better. He's probably it's a just way... a cute boy that Brian Singer saw at a bar. Like the guy who played Colossus. I got it. I have some rolls for you. Yeah. I'm going to sleep on my couch. <laughs> I got some parties for you too. I, I thought the X-Men were well handled and better handled than this. I like how he was an X-Men trainee when he had to go meet Fire Fist. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. What do you think about uh, Fire Fist? Completely original character created for the film. Oh, really? Julian Dennison is hilarious in uh, Hunt, Hunt for the, the Wilder people. people. But he is so good in this, too. When he leaves Deadpool behind after, like, the uh, the pr- uh, the prison convoy crash, and he just does the rope out of nowhere to get a- to leave Deadpool. It's, like That character is – so that character is one of the weak links in the movie because you're supposed to both be – he does, like, comedy shit like that, but he also is, like, supposed to be, like – a, a, a future danger, you know, which, by the way, reminded me a lot. I don't know how much is from cable because it's it reminded me a lot of um, of uh, uh, Brian Johnson's last fucking looper, um, it, it, like where there's also just a kid who's like, supposed oh, to be kind like of yeah. evil in the future. We got to kill him now. And it's like that movie handled it pretty well because you could totally see how that kid was. So just, he was just like a kid. So like you, you could see you could see like the the omen kind of shit in his eyes. Where you can, he could become like a really dangerous one, but this character was like, you never bought the idea of him growing up to be. Oh, I like bought it near the end. Evil. I bought yeah. it near the end because he reminds me of like the Boondocks. Like I like to do bad things. Latarian Milton is not your typical seven-year-old. Few his age have ever driven an SUV up and down several busy streets. It all started at his mother's townhouse. Latarian says he took the car keys and hopped into his grandmother's Dodge Durango. When I came through the back door. I looked on the counter, my keys were gone. I took my grandma car because I got mad at my mom, and then I suddenly had my friend come in, and he smoked with cigarettes. He started the vehicle and put it into gear. I, I yanked the, I yanked it, I yanked the um thing. And off they went. Two seven-year-olds alone on the road. Latarian drove several miles through Lake Park and Palm Beach Gardens. We got the one call that I told you about of a driver in the vehicle who looked too short to be able to see over the steering wheel. Along the way, he ran over two mailboxes, hit two parked cars in a Costco parking lot, and struck two moving cars near Walmart. I want to do it because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things, to drive into a car. But did you know that you could perhaps kill somebody? Yes, but I wanted to do horror stuff for my friend. I guess. I, I thought the character needed to be either uh, uh, pure just nothing but dark shit or he needed to be never treated as a th- serious like threat danger uh cuz uh, oh maybe i didn't that was one of the weaker links in the movie um and unfortunately he is the plot kind of the plot but it, he's more yeah. of a narrative device so uh, it it didn't damage the movie as a whole it still worked i i, I thought it worked for me when he went darker in the end so he goes to he goes to school or he's at an orphanage house, I guess. Yeah. Called Essex House. Nathaniel Essex. 
We also had Essex Corp in X Men Apocalypse as the end credit stinger. Yeah, but that means nothing in reference to this movie. <laughs> Once again, with poor continuity, Mister Sinister. Unless unless the Essex Corp runs Essex House, no, that's a possibility, I guess. This this movie has no continuity with the X Men movies. I love that X the Fox Men movies are just like we don't care anymore. Fuck it. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Yeah, this one, the the Deadpool ones are self-contained. They can be placed with the franchise. Anyways, well, Fire Fist, you know, he's being chased down by Cable. His name is Cable, an American, apparently. The second time we've seen Josh Brolin in a big summer movie. In time, you will know what it's like to lose. To feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail. All the same. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. I liked how Cable had um, the watch, uh, the time, like his time travel watch. Did you notice that that looked very similar to some photos that were leaked of the Avengers 4 set where they are wearing all uh tony stark ant-man captain america and uh the hulk are all wearing watches that are similar i, I have not seen this leaked photo i'm googling that's an avengers 4 leaked photo right pretty now. fucking crazy if if there's a possibility if they want to connect this deadpool to They're wearing um, watches i'm not seeing any watches yeah it looks it looks like the 2012 chitari invasion on new york it's like a complete recreation of that for, um, oh, yeah, I see it now. Yeah, I see the watches. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, time travel watches, I guess, are a thing. But they would all be alive. So is that that they travel back to 2012? Dude, who knows? They're probably, honestly, I think what they're probably doing is jumping like realities in the quantum zone. Like, that's what I think. They're in costume and they all have tracking dots on them. Yeah, I think they're bouncing through the quantum realm and that, and somehow they're able to get to alternate realities. That's my best guess. And Mark Ruffalo's got his I'm, his Hulk's like mocap suit on. It looks like <gasps> Spider-Man's there. Spider-Man's there. Yeah. Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah. So people are thinking that those are like um, the, the the moments we didn't see in the original The Avengers, the 2012 of The Avengers. But why is Ant-Man um, there then? That doesn't. What do you mean? Because he's taking him through the quantum realms. He's the oh, quantum. it's like Back to the Future two. Maybe. I think it's a possibility. Yeah, I think this might be like a best of hits of Marvel for the MCU. But let's get back to Deadpool 2. So when Cable finally time traveled, did you see the two guys, the two truckers that were on the the, the, the bed, the uh, like construction workers, whatever the fuck they were? Farmers? Yeah, I, I did not realize who that was. I knew now know who it was. And who were they? Who were they, Felk? Well, Matt Damon was one of them. Who's the other one? Alan Tudyk. Oh, that guy. Yeah, they were in like heavy makeup. It was a cameo, a little cameo. I didn't know that Matt Damon uh, was a friend of uh, Ryan Reynolds, but it makes sense, I guess, now. Yeah, they're both famous and powerful. So, and they're all friends, yeah. right? Chris Hemsworth, Matt Damon, and Ryan Reynolds are possibly now all friends because of Matt Damon being in this movie. That brings us to X-Force, mm -hmm. and one of the members of X-Force, The Vanisher, oh, okay. was there played go. by Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, another buddy. Yeah, who's well, he's buddy. only friends with Matt Damon. Um, I mean, I don't. 
that that entire cameo might have just been him saying like, all right, I'll, I'll endorse this check that lets you use my face. He may not have even been on set. It's apparently. Eight oh, frames. I think he was on set somewhere with a green screen and they just asked him one day, can you just do a weird face? It doesn't and even look like his it. face now. It looks like his 90s face. <laughs> you think they went back and like they took like a Legends of the Fall face and put him on him? Well, I mean, they reference um, uh, interview with interview with the vampire several times in the movie. And it's like, and then Brad Pitt appears in it, and he looks fucking kind of like True. the same age he did in, then. Not it was the vampire makeup, but like the same age. It's like kind of weird. I liked how they killed off uh, uh, that. We we found out that the Vanisher was a real person. Once we got to the helicopter, we see a random person, like an invisible man, right, holding, uh, wearing a backpack. Then to find out that he dies, and it's Brad Pitt. But we also get. All of X-Force dying. I wasn't sure until he died whether or not there was even supposed to actually be a Vanisher there because it was like... I did, I did. I, well, I knew of it. I definitely knew of it. And then on top of that, like, you could see the backpack moves on someone's yeah, back it, at it did, point. Yeah, at that down. point, I was like, oh, is there actually someone in there? Because, like, the first I time, was like, laughing my ass off when they cut to the shot of the Vanisher skydiving. Yeah. I was like, and it's just a close-up shot of the backpack. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. I loved, I loved the Peter shot when he's... Uh, skydiving too. He looks so hard. Yeah. Oh my god, I loved it. Yeah, was that was a good off. joke. Having everyone die immediately, and then everybody dies. Bedlam, right? Terry Crews getting hit by a bus. Yeah. Zeitgeist getting sucked into a wood chipper. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård. Which, they got him in. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then and then Peter runs over. And he's like X Force, and then Zeitgeist like Yeah, X Force. At which point, what he spits acid onto Peter, yeah. killing Peter, who lets go of him, and he gets thrown to the wood chipper. Yeah. And then yeah, Vanisher hits power lines. Was his arm? Um, Burns off and he dies. Yeah, his that. arm burns off, and then Vanisher goes through power lights. Oh, Shatterstar was one of my favorites. Not only because he says he's actually from Mojo World, but I started laughing my yeah, ass off. What is Shatterstar? I, I know that that's like a, a thing, and I did not. He's like one of the gladiators on Mojo World or something like that, and uh, <laughs> and he he's he's like a badass that they just don't like for whatever reason, and he goes right into a helicopter blades. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like the, one of the gayest characters, isn't he? Yeah, and and they just gave them all like comic accurate looks too because they're just so stupid. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, it comes from the planet Mojo World <laughs> about a century in the future. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I like how he's just he's, he's just an alien and everyone just Oh, he's gay. Him. That's right. The character. So <laughs> I like that shit. And Domino, I just I I thought she was great. I thought Domino was absolutely a great character. Um I thought she was funny as fuck. She was good in Geostorm. That actress, what's her name? I like have not Zay, seen Geostorm. Zay, Zay, Zay she, she's, she's white, right? Zay she's Beats. white in the uh, comics, and they decided to make her black, and that's that's fine. That's No one's going to complain about Domino <laughs> being altered. Yeah, and Domino's so fucking hot. Like, and, and, like, she had... Oh, dude, they kept pushing her taste through the chin. Um... Uh, but she is hilarious in Geostorm, and she just plays a hacker in Geostorm, and it's the stupidest fucking role, and she knows it, and everyone in that movie knows it. See Geostorm. Sazzy. A, I, I, five out of five, Geostorm. It's amazing. Uh, um, and then, uh, of course, they get the, the, the X-Force is used for a mission to take over the prison convoy, and that convoy has the juggernaut in it. And the juggernaut was motion captured, his face, and voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, which I did not know. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't realize it was him. It was kind of a weird voice. Um, we've already, of course, had Juggernaut in one of the best X-Men movies, best comic book movies ever made. X-Men 3 or the X-Men, X-Men The Last Stand. 
Also, uh, with a Colossus that was redone. See, Deadpool and Deadpool 2 both were like completely like art designed from a scratch Colossus and Juggernaut. They're like, no, no, no. We're doing comic accurate Juggernaut. We're doing comic accurate Colossus. And like, it was crazy to see comic accurate Juggernaut like on screen and like not Finney Jones version in a, in a muscle suit, but like I'm the juggernaut, juggernaut bitch. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut. Don't you know who I am? I'm the juggernaut bitch. Don't you know who I am? I'm the juggernaut bitch. Seeing like a, uh, a comic accurate juggernaut still looked a little CGI, but I thought it was crazy. I, it, like I was like one of those things you're just like, Jesus, what a force. Like, if they did, if they did even more justice with him when he runs and he can't be stopped, especially like the last man, uh, the last stand. Well, that actually not. that was correct. Where like he couldn't be stopped physically yeah. from moving. They didn't really do that in this movie. If they did that in this movie, yeah, they didn't. You're right. If they, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. If they did that in this movie, it would have been crazy to see how much of a force of nature Juggernaut really is he gets in live action. By Ellen Page, that's that's not an imposing thing. <laughs> I'm the wrong guy to play hide and seek with. Who's hiding, dickhead? And then she has him run into a wall yeah, near the um, near what is it, Leech or whatever, right? Yeah, because he doesn't have the power, so he hits a wall. I mean, it's 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 clever how a tel like a teleporter or whatever she is. Not, um, I don't know the the fancy name for that power. Phasing. Don't you know who phasing. I am? Phasing. She can phase through things. I was actually surprised when Juggernaut showed up. I did immediately think of the I'm the juggernaut bitch, and I was kind of surprised that that was not actually called on at all. No. Yeah, it's the juggernaut bitch. Yeah, Charles, I'll beat the shit out you. Get off me, bitch. Who the fuck are you? Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm the juggernaut bitch. Oh, she's a motherfucker. I'm gonna whoop your ass. Silly bitch, your weapons cannot harm me. Don't you know who the fuck I am? I'm the juggernaut. Hey. hey. Oh, yes, motherfucker, I'm gonna forget. Shut the fuck up, Charles. I'm gonna beat your ass. Too fast. You better run, Charles. Get that shit out of my face, bitch. Don't you know the fuck I am? Oh, she's fucking with my helmet. I got this shit in fourth grade. Oh, no! My face. Pimp smack your ass, bitch. You my hooker, man. Now it's time for me to take my crack. I'm gonna rape you, bitch. You ready? You ready? You ready, huh, bitch? You ready, bitch? Shut the fuck up, Charles. Shut the fuck up, Charles. No! Charles, you got in my head. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. I loved when Juggernaut ripped Ryan Reynolds in half. And he goes, my legs, my legs, where are my legs? Oh, there they are. He starts touching them. Yeah. And then he starts to grow baby legs like he had to regrow a hand in the last movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the very opening, his head is blown off in that ex big explosion. So did, did his whole body regrow from the head? Or when he was in that bag that Colossus was carrying, did his, like, they kind of reconnect? I think he was at the X-Mansion for quite a while, and they probably just, you know, like the, like the same area they laid Wolverine down and, yeah. like, you know, scanned him for his adamantium skeleton. I think they probably did the same thing. They just laid him down and slowly put the jigsaw puzzle together. That is Deadpool. Yeah, probably. That is Wade Wilson. Um, and I liked when he started growing up baby legs and he had a Todd bod. And he was just had this little random legs. He kept and he did the basic instinct. Like as soon as I heard that music kick in, I'm like, I know this music. What is this? 
and then the music's basic instinct when he like crosses his legs. It's nice. And then they show him walking. I was laughing my ass off. That was funny. Um, <laughs> by the way, TJ Miller is very funny in this movie. And it's kind of sad yep. that they're not going to let him be in the next one. Although there, uh, he may be. Is, is there going to be a next one? Oh, there's no way. This 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 300 million uh, in opening weekend. If Disney if Disney gets Fox in the end, I mean, do they have time to spit out a mediocre Deadpool three, or do they have time to spit out a great Deadpool three by Fox? And does Disney allow them to do R? What's happening like with that? Because because Dark Phoenix is coming out. So like, are is there any plans to incorporate the X? By the way, do we know? Cool Boy Nation, if uh, if if you didn't know this right now, uh, Felk was actually very accurate with that title. It's not called X Men Dark Phoenix. It is being promoted currently as Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, I know. Um, so, but that is coming out. It does have the current new cast. More yep, or it less. just got pushed back to a, a, a year, and so did New Mutants. That one, who knows? Because like that, that one may not have any connectivity to the X Men universe. It's supposed to, and they're apparently they went back to the uh, some reshoots uh, to make sure that they added more or something like Oof. that. Who knows? Yeah, well, I wonder if we're going to get Deadpool 3. I really wonder. I This is my hope. Disney knows that there's gold with this Deadpool. And and when he enters another franchise, say a Captain America franchise, a Thor franchise, an Avenger franchise, a Black Panther franchise, an Ant-Man franchise, a Spider-Man franchise, whatever the fucking franchise he enters, he is going to have to enter a PG-13 franchise. And then Won't he work. can go, call and reference it and go, you know, Oh, I'm in a PG-13 franchise. Guess I can't say words like or or and you you play to it, right? You play the fourth wall breaking. I think that's the only way to do it. And then but Disney, they may just scrap it nah. entirely. I think they'll let him. I think they'll let uh, Ryan is so like dedicated that I think he'll he'll convince the right people, no matter who owns the rights, and, and he'll get a third one made. And um, and because and because that these movies don't have to have any continuity. I mean, he does call. Uh, cable Thanos at one point. Pump the hate breaks, Thanos. If he he can straight up reference the MCU and it's casting, uh, then like why not just let them let him make a third one uh, and have it be as you know a self contained story with references that have zero continuity to the previous films, but maybe have a cameo here or there. Yeah, I think that I think that's a good way to do it. Um, no, no way that the time travel from uh, Cable ties into Avengers Four though. I just think that that might be just coincidence, hopeful, hopeful, wistful, planned corporate synergy. That's my guess. You know what I mean? So that if it were to move Deadpool into the Disney brand or under the Disney umbrella, this version of Deadpool, this R-rated version that, oh, look, look how we already can even call upon old stuff. But we're already working towards you because even currently as is, I can see the MCU being like, we'll just take your Colossus. And your Negasonic Teenage Warhead already. Thank you. You guys already did a good job with that. Done. Yeah, maybe. They, you know? they probably they probably want to keep that Negasonic Teenage Warhead. They they seem to like her. Although Why she's not, boring right? in this one. She doesn't do anything. She does and, and 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 she she isn't supposed to in this one. Because they gave her they gave, you know, other characters more time to shine. I mean, you yeah. had to have cable. And and this is one of those like type of action films where you don't fill the cast with a whole bunch of people unless you're gonna kill them off as a joke. And you you let you let the very specific small core really just play to all of their 
uh, storylines and their character developments and the comedy that comes from that. Let's move on to final tidbits. Just the tidbits. So, did you notice that we didn't have a Stan Lee cameo? No, because I didn't. I mean, he was in the first one, I guess, in the strip club. So, no, I did not notice it. He was in the short film too, whatever it was, uh, that new um, uh, Deadpool short film that came out uh, before this that was directed by this director. Um, uh, he was in that one, but uh, he was in Netflix-style Stanley cameo in this one. He was a prisoner that showed up on the heads-up display for mm. cable when he was trying to figure out uh, the prisoners at uh, the Icebox, which is the Canadian uh, prison, superhero prison. Yeah. Um, in the comics, at least. So, yeah, so that's how Stanley got into this movie. So let's move on to those end credit scenes. Felk, did you see him this time? I did not. I had to poop, so I just ran out, and apparently I missed an important one. Felk, this is what you missed. So the very first thing shows Negasonic and Yukio uh, working on the time uh, watch, um, the time travel watch hmm. and for Deadpool and they modify it and then Deadpool takes it and he's all like, you know, bye Yukio and she's like, bye way and then um, he goes back in time right away. Then it's Wade uh, killing the guy with the cheese knife properly and huh. saving Vanessa's life. Okay, so she's back Thus alive. Thus taking the entire plot of the film and rendering it worthless. Huh. Which is incredible. Like, they could... Way to subvert expectations. It's a cutscene move. Essentially end your movie on it was worthless. <laughs> <laughs> the movie never happened. Anyways, um, then he goes on into um, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine and he kills uh, Weapon uh, 11, XI. Well, is, also, also, just a note, the Wolverine movie takes place immediately before the events of Days of Future Past, which means that, that the very last movie in the X-Men series, that also didn't happen. They just wiped that out of existence. Yes, and Gambit will change at some point from <laughs> Taylor Kitsch to Channing Tatum in some other era. That movie it's never comes if, out. I'm telling you, that if, we never see ever, that movie. Yeah, if Gambit ever happens, Gambit will never happen no. if it goes to uh, Disney. No. Or it'll happen once X-Men is established under the Disney umbrella. Um, and then so the next, so after he kills Weapon XI, he kind of tells, you know, Hugh Jackman, hey, I loved you, you know, or I, you know, or, I love you or whatever. Um and he waves at him. So it's like Hugh Jackman finally was in a a Deadpool film, um, even though it's just recut footage from X-Men Origins Wolverine. And then the next, then it goes credits, and then it comes out of credits again. And then the next thing is Ryan Reynolds saying, you finally broken into the business, or you finally did it. And he's looking at a script called Green Lantern. And then all of a sudden, a bullet hole appears in his head, and, gets, and blood explodes all over the script, Green Lantern. And and Ryan Reynolds is dying, and Deadpool just killed Ryan Reynolds. That's yeah, that would have been funny. I, I'll see it eventually. I'm sure Cam will come out soon. And he's and he says something like, uh, uh, you know, that's for you, Canada. Something to that effect. He's like, you know, <laughs> saved Canada. Uh, because, somebody did does talk shit about Canada, and he's like, well, watch your whore mouth. There's like a line where he defends it. I think it's uh, <laughs> to uh, T.J. Miller. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Um, those are the end credit scenes, and I stay to the end. Um, here are two end credit sequences that almost happened. One, I think, was shot, and they just didn't put it in the film, and the other one was never shot. So I'm going to let Felk pick which, is, which was actually shot and which wasn't shot. So the, the two end credit scenes that did not make the cut were, one, he recruits the Human Torch, played by Chris Evans. Yeah, they didn't shoot that. Or two, he kills baby Hitler. I think they shot that. 
Yeah. So apparently they shot Killing Baby Hitler and they couldn't put it in the movie. It was just like studios like too no. dark. Way too dark. And they never uh, shot Chris Evans, but that would have been awesome. If they had Chris Evans' human torch, that would have been great. Is it morally right to kill baby Hitler? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. Well, that's, that's supposed to be like a big like ethical debate. Oh, no. Uh, absolutely. Ten times out of ten. <laughs> if, you, if you don't kill baby Hitler, though, there's potentially lots of science that will never go or could be modified in a lot of ways. I think like, I really wonder how science would have gone down, like jet propulsion and all that shit. No. I mean, so much came out of the, uh, the innovation that was needed to fight World War II on both European theater and Pacific theater. Or maybe we never develop nuclear capabilities. And as a result, war like ravages the planet uh, in, in alternate world 2018. Because, yeah, you know, the, the whole thing about, you know, maybe we should have given um, the Manhattan Project the fucking Nobel Peace Prize is because uh, after that, we all kind of had to rethink war. It, we couldn't be like we war can only now be like Vietnam level conflicts. It can't be uh, something where you're trying to destroy another country altogether because, oh, yeah, well, now we have the ability to do it. Everybody does. Everybody. You can almost say that nuclear weapons brought peace. Yeah, that's why we I mean, there were zero deaths in the Cold War, you know, I mean, officially, I'm sure there were some secret ones. So we should give our quick cool boy rankings of all the films in this franchise. Now, do you want to do a Foxman franchise ranking or do you want to just do Deadpool? Let's do it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do them all. Fuck it. Jesus Christ. I don't know if I could do them all. I can do them all real fast. All right. Starting with the worst for me. We'll, we'll alternate. We're all today. Worst for me is Apocalypse. No, what worst uh, for me is X-Men uh, Origins. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yes, that would be the worst for me as well. X-Men Origins Wolverine, yes. Okay, moving down. I'm going to go Apocalypse now. Yes, I will go Apocalypse as well. X-Men Apocalypse. I also do not like that movie quite a bit. All right. Move it down. I'm going to say next up would be Last Stand. Yeah, I would say X-Men and Last Stand as well. I disagree. And I, I think this is where uh, Cool Boy Noli would argue, because I think he put that a little higher. But yeah, I would say The Last Stand is definitely next for me as well. Keep it going. Let's keep it going. Uh, I'm going to go Wolverine. The Wolverine. No, I'm going to go X-Men. Okay. Keep it going. I'm now going to go X-Men. Okay, now I'm going the Wolverine. And I only right. consider the uh, I, the unrated version. We're doing okay. We're version. doing okay. <laughs> I was trying to remember them all. All right, what's left? Um, I know. I, I can go next, I guess. I, I know it's after the, uh, the, uh, the Wolverine for me. I'm actually going to go Deadpool next. First, I'm sorry, Deadpool 2 next. Deadpool 2 next. Deadpool 2, really? Oh, I would, um, see, I would probably actually put Logan there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say Logan's better than this. Uh, Logan didn't gel with me as much as it did with everybody else, and I have a lot of issues, especially with the way the villain of Logan ends up being just younger Hugh Jackman. Right. Um, I don't want to get into that right now, but, no, like, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, keep, I, I, I can only keep so many of these in my brain at once. Exactly, uh, yeah. Days of Future Past is next for me. Uh, I went the Wolverine, then I went Logan. Um, I would say, I think now I would put Deadpool two in there. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do the first Deadpool. Yes, and now I am also Deadpool one. Right, as well. Now I'm Logan. Now I would be. Um, I would have to say, Days of Future Past. And all I, I think I think the the last one for me now is is uh, X two, as the yep, best. Yep, same. Yep, X2, X-Men United, that's the best. It's the best. Yeah. I, I, I agree. 
I think it is, and it and it leaves you with potentially the best storyline ever. To, that like we were. Um, I, I, one of the things I love about X two is it ends like like fucking never ending story ends. I mean, it's practically like you know, like you see the phoenix rising under the water, and it's like turn around. <laughs> Look at what you dream, you know, and just like you're swelling, you're all everything is swelling up in you. So yeah, yeah. Uh, too bad that didn't really pay off very well in the next one. But that all being said, Deadpool's are clearly on a vision right now, Ryan Reynolds' vision, and these Deadpool's are great, and they were both really high up on our lists. Yeah, they are. They're and they're both they're both very very watchable movies. Yeah, and I I would honestly put for watchability, I'd probably put Deadpool 2 over Deadpool because I think the uh, widening of the universe is always makes for a more fun second and third and fourth viewing. By the way, this, this movie does have, Deadpool 2 does have the line where he says, hey, everybody, we're the X-Men. We're an outdated uh, metaphor for racism in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. I was yes, like, yes. wow, that way to nail it. Because they've, yes. they've tried to, to make it about other things, like, and the last or uh, X two is the closest where they they do the gay thing with the Have you tried not being a mutant? Uh, coming out scene, right. uh, and it's just like, well, that that doesn't really work as a metaphor because nobody thinks gay people are dangerous the way they would think mutants are. Because then X Men three just like has that line where like, how does democracy stand when like one man can move buildings with his mind? I'm sorry, like gays don't really work as a metaphor for science fiction. I've never seen a movie do or, or franchise do it right. Cause like True Blood with all the like, you know, I, coming out of the coffin and, and, and uh, God hates oh. fangs and the, and the, the whole second season where it's like an evangelical church is like against the vampires and stuff. It's like that, that doesn't, that metaphor does not fucking make sense when you establish uh, vampires as actual monsters who eat people and are only now quote coming out of the closet unquote, because they develop true blood, which allows them to live off non-human blood. Although plenty of them still feed off humans, uh, non-consensually and it's like uh this that doesn't work as a metaphor for gay people anymore because uh, you've made them scary legitimately the x-men never really got like that that into uh being a metaphor for anything uh modern because nothing really worked the way that uh, the original 60s having it be about uh, racism worked and as a result oh totally it's just it's just it's just more superhero shit <laughs> And you know what? I, I wonder if something like Deadpool is going to be able to get away with that in a really constricted environment like Disney, where, you know, it, we have to play to four quadrants and and, you know, you know, we're going to have to have a theme park ride at Deadpool. We can't oh, no, dude, to, this movie's not even being released in China. And a lot of that has to do with the uh, just having a gay character in it. Uh, of of Negasonic Teenage Warhead uh, means that the movie will not be. They're not even trying to get it in China, so it's like, yeah, no, no, no other fucking Marvel movie is gonna not play in China. And I love how they mentioned uh, their box office in the film, and they talked about the Last Temptation of Christ in them, and then how they switch over just yeah. because of uh, global. Because well, yeah, Jesus isn't gonna be a the last edition of Christ did not open in China at all. The first. No, but what did he say? He said like uh, internationally, where religion doesn't exist yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, and he's talking about top grossing R-rated movies, um, where he's number two because of Last Temptation of Christ. No, pretty amazing. No fucking movie will will uh, beat that uh, at an R rating. Uh, I don't see how it's possible unless you 
come up with another. Well, I guess Bell's doing a sequel, uh, <laughs> which is going to be weird. I don't I don't know. I know how that story ends. What story? The Jesus one. He flies up to heaven. Wait, how is he doing a sequel? He's doing a sequel to the the, the he's Passion doing of Christ. Easter. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's definitely that's ghosts right there. That's not getting into China no matter what. Technically <laughs> <laughs> a ghost, I guess. Yes, in some some way. Cool boy nation, tell us what you thought about Deadpool two by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes of the Cool Boys Podcast come out every Tuesday. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook. And please rate and review us as well. You can also donate to us on Patreon and receive additional content like Cool Boys After Dark and special full movie commentaries. It only costs a buck, Mm. and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon, where the Cool Boys have an uncensored discussion about Batman, the animated series, everything ranging from bat tips to bat nips, and all the boners they have given us. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Belk. And that's Bizies from Ballard. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... Basically up to you is what you're saying. Um, up to you or up to me? Up to me uh, as whether yeah, or not okay. I want to take, take the time to... Only who can prevent forest fires? <laughs> That's one of the most brilliant jokes in the history of comedy. <laughs> Only who can prevent forest fires? You pressed you, referring to me. That is incorrect. The correct answer is you. Get some cool boys. (laughs) (laughs) So serious.